Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the Amem Torah Podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Tetzave, and let's get right into it. So Parsha's Tetzave continues with the construction of the Mishkan. Uh, last week we discussed the actual structure of the Mishkan and the Kalim that were used in it. Uh, and Parsha's Tetzave, for the most part, discusses the Kohanim, their clothing, um, their initiation, etc., etc., However, there is one of the kalim which is left over into this week's parsha. It's all the way at the end of the parsha, and it's the mizbeach hazav, the golden mizbeach. And we've discussed in previous years why the Torah waits uh, until the end of parsha tzava to discuss it, and you can find those different Torah on the website. But as we started talking about last week, this year I really want to focus on the significance of the extreme detail the Torah goes into about the mishkan. As I explained last week, uh, there doesn't seem to be a reason why we need to know the details of the Mishkan. We're not building a Mishkan. And if we were, it's, uh, it's extremely difficult. We see even from the Torah, it's extremely difficult to know the exact uh, specifications of how everything was supposed to look without actually seeing it. And we're obviously not going to see it uh, in terms of building it, because we're not building it. <laughs> so, so the question was, uh, why does the Torah need to go into this detail? And, and we discussed that... Uh, the, the construction of the Mishkan must be about the construction of the nation, following the theme of Parshas Yisro and Mishpatim. So that's what I want to get into with the Mizbeach Hazav. Let's get into some of the details of the Mizbeach and uh, try to understand uh, why it's important for us to know it and what was the significance behind those details. So the Kliyakar uh, takes the Mizbeach Hazav and he finds a very interesting uh, function behind it. We have another Mizbeach in the Mishkan, the Mizbeach HaNechoshas, the copper Mizbeach, which was found in the courtyard of the Mishkan. Uh, and was, as we discussed last week in the Parsha, it was used for the regular Karbanos. When you would bring a carbon, uh, whatever type of carbon you were bringing, it was brought on that Mizbeach. Now, there are many purposes behind Karbanos, and there's a lot of significance behind it, and, and it's, it's definitely a very wide-ranging topic, very, very um, interesting on many different levels for many different reasons. Um, but the basic, basic purpose of a carbon was to serve as a kapara, to serve as an atonement, an opportunity to, to uh, gain Hashem's forgiveness for any uh, sins, wrongful deeds committed. However, the Mizbech Azav, the golden Mizbech, which is mentioned in, the, in our parsha, Parshas Tetzave, had a very different purpose. It was only used for the katoras, the incense offering, which was brought twice twice daily, once in the morning and once in the evening. But the Kliyakar says what, what I think is uh, his own Chiddush uh, and explains how really they're more similar than would appear. The Karbonos that you brought on the Mizbeach Hazav were almost always animals. There is the Karbon Mencha, which is a flower carbon, which was mostly brought uh, by people who couldn't afford to bring animals. But the the, the, the Karbonos that you were supposed to bring um, were animal Karbanos. So the Kliyakar explains that that Mizbeach, the Kapara that you would receive on that Mizbeach from those Karbanos was for your physical self, was for your Gashmias. Any physical attributes, any Gashmias attributes that played a role in the sin that you are now trying to get a Kapara for you is, is, is obtained from bringing a carbon on this Mizbeach. And he says that the dimensions in the Zbeach reflect this idea as well. 
The Mizbeach Anachoshes was three amos tall, the tallest of any utensil in the Mishkan. And he says that this corresponds to the average height of a man, which is three amos. Now, uh, the three amos is around six feet. It could be a little bit more, a little bit less. Um, either way, uh, especially in those days when, uh, in general, the population was shorter, uh, I, I'm very surprised that the Kliyakar could say uh, that this is the height of an average man. So I try to understand it as uh, it corresponds to man who walks the tallest on earth, right? There are uh, animals that are taller than man, but man walks on two legs. He is the only upright walking and as such the tallest being on earth. So that takes care of your body. But what about your soul? It's not just your physical self that needs a kapara. Your ruchnius needs a kapara as well. It says the Kliyakar, that's where the Mizbech came in. As your soul is not a physical idea, it's going to need a non-physical representative to get a kapara. And that's what the katoris was. You have the smell of the katoris, this intoxicating smell, Hazal tell us. Of, that was representative of the forgiveness for the souls, for the neshamos of the Bnei Israel who had sinned. And obviously Hashem doesn't need the katoris, he doesn't need that smell in order to give us a kapara. But he doesn't need the, the bodies of the animals either. So, you know, that obviously is part of the discussion of what is the purpose of karbonus, but that is not a question that you can ask. And the katoris was brought twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening, and explains the kliyakar. You know, in the morning we say, we thank Hashem for returning our soul to our body. And that's why you would bring the the the, the katoris then. And then the evening, when we say, uh, we ask Hashem to care for our souls. We return our souls to Hashem for safekeeping. And you would bring the katoris in the evening as well. So that uh, continues its correspondence to the soul. And the dimensions of this mezbeach were significant as well, just like the mezbeach anachoshes. The length and width of the of this mezbeach was one ama each, uh, which uh, was recognized in the comparison brought in Masachas Brachos, where the neshama is compared to Hashem, where just like Hashem is unique in his existence, the neshama is unique in, in its existence. However, the height of the mezbeach was actually two amos, and the Kliyakar says that that's corresponding to the soul's ability to reach above its earthly confines, that the earth is in one by one, and then the soul is able to reach up and go past the one into the two, into the Shemayim, into the heavenly abode of Hashem himself. himself. And I think this is just an amazing idea brought by the Kliyakar, which once again shows us the tremendous depth that goes into that went into the construction of the Mishkan. And again, allows us to recognize that nothing that we find was for nothing. Everything in the Torah was significant. Everything given to us from Hashem has significance. And that even from the small, small details of the Mishkan, we can learn a great amount. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amen Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkofahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, 
Reality Check, a handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.